This episode is marked for sensitive content. Check content warnings in the episode description before listening. This week on The Breakup Breakdown. I found a lovely Valentine's Day card from some woman and I go straight to his room. I open the door. He is in bed and then I look to my left and she is standing there. When I saw her, I said, this makes so much sense. Getting cheated on is already incredibly violating, but when the betrayal gets a little too close to home, it takes it to a whole other level. Hey, it's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you have a breakup story that you'd like to tell on the podcast, or maybe you've been following somebody on Instagram for a while, you've always wanted to know why they broke up, could be an influencer, could be that girl from your high school, you can submit all those stories and inquiries in the episode description. There's a submission form there. Also, if you like following your podcast on social media, I'm on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. And every week we raise awareness and support a different domestic violence shelter throughout the country. This week we're supporting Women Against Abuse in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Not only do they have two different shelters for people seeking a safe haven, they also focus on helping people after they get out as well through legal services and counseling. As always, you can check out how you can support in the episode description. I'll have all the information linked there. AR Breakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. Guess who decided to join me today? Co-worker, well, ex-co-worker just. Ex-co-worker Justin, who is what? Four weeks away from becoming a father? Four weeks away. Dude, yeah. Exciting. I remember when you told me that you were expecting it. I was like, oh my gosh, Justin's life is about to get wrapped. Remember, remember we were, it was you, me and Lexi and we were in prod four. Like I remember it because Lexi was sharing some news that she had. And I was like, well, as long as we're all just sharing news. No, this has been like a wild three months for, for the trio because first it was Lexi. She was like, okay, I'm leaving Florida for to go back to New York. And then it was me. I'm like, hey, or no, no. Then it was you. Then you were like, oh, I'm expecting. And then I was like, well, my life is just the same. I don't have a boyfriend. I just sit at home with my cat and make chicken and go to Orange Theory. And then I moved. So and you moved. Yeah. And then I moved. All of our lives, man, have just really uh, taken a turn quickly. It's really quite been quite the journey. We have a really interesting submission this week. It's one that I found myself thinking about days after I read it before I could get in contact with this person. I was like, it's not abnormal, but it was just one that was just sitting on my mind because there's kids involved. And I don't know, I've just found myself having a soft spot for kids recently. Maybe it's the old age. Maybe it's just a growing sense of empathy from going to therapy. I don't know. But this submission said, hey, Abby, I used to work with this girl whose boyfriend always just seemed super controlling. I remember we'd be clocking out of work and he'd be like blowing up her phone. And I always just felt super bad about the situation. I always just kind of kept her in the back of my mind. So anyway, they end up having a kid at some point and she ended up moving somewhere else. And I know they broke up because she recently got married to somebody else. And I had heard rumblings that he was seeing someone much older at some point. Either way, I'd always been curious what had happened, if he was actually as controlling as the relationship sounded. And if so, I hope she was the one to make the breakup happen. Let me know. I know. So that one really stuck with me because I thought, oh my gosh, she ended up moving and they had a kid together. I don't know. I I would never advocate for somebody to stay in a toxic situation situation just because there were kids involved, but it always breaks my heart when families break up. I don't know, just because I want the best for the little babies. Yeah, you want to be able to have like that family parent bonding. But when when you said it was a situation, the work situation, right? Like things were weird, blowing up the phone, all that stuff. Uh, You and I know somebody that we used to work with that also went through a situation like that, which ended very horribly. And so like, you know, we don't have to go down that road. But that was the first thing I thought was like, you know, we've we've experienced 
there's a situation like that. And if leaving gets you out of that kind of toxic situation, then like that's what you need to do. Justin, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the reasons I think that this story had stuck with me is because I remembered our coworker who passed away from a domestic violence situation. And I didn't have any lingering guilt because you can't go back and blame yourself for situations that you don't know the full story about. But I do remember looking back and going, I wonder if there is anything that we could have done as coworkers if we had stepped in or been, I don't know, more vigilant about what she was going through if things could have ended up because they had kids together too. And I always was really heartbroken about that situation. Well, and yeah, I mean, her and I had numerous conversations where I was like, this is normal. Like he shouldn't be doing this. He's upset with you because of an Instagram like. Like that's not a normal relationship thing. Like you can like an Instagram post and it not be like, oh my gosh, he can't see this or or vice versa. Like it shouldn't be that way. But yeah, I'm the same way. I I think about that all the time is like, man, if I, I, could I have been a little more like serious sounding in those conversations than trying to be lighthearted so I didn't offend her or whatever it was, you know, I I think about that a lot too, for sure. Yeah. So I was really excited when I got in contact with the person that I interviewed this week because it, it reminded me a lot of that situation that we had had when our coworker had passed away. I thought, wow, like it's really great that somebody still cares about their ex coworker. Like, like I still care about you, Justin. Like you still <laughs> think about them and want the best of them. And it obviously sounds like this person ended up in a better situation, but man, you don't want to think the worst, but it does have to be an extreme circumstance to leave to essentially take the other parent out of the kid's life entirely or make it significantly harder, depending on how far you're moving away to be involved. And I know there are situations like if you get a job and it's just going to pay that much better and make things easier all around, like it's what you got to do. But man, oh man, that's got to be a tough decision. So we're going to find out what went down in this story and really get to the bottom of what happened when we break down this week's breakup. We met on a dating app. He used the typical line of you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Yada, 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 that kind of thing. He asked me out and our first date was going to a club. Red flag number one. I was smart about it. So I brought one of my girlfriends with me and he brought some of his friends and we were just doing our thing. And flag number two was when he asked me to be his girlfriend like maybe two hours after meeting him. And then five minutes later, he's just like, I love you so much. Like, I want to marry you. And I'm like, dude, we literally just met. I cannot say yes to anything. When he kept asking, I was like, nope, let's just be friends for right now and, you know, get to know each other because that's what you're supposed to do. He just has this very outgoing personality, always with friends. Like, he is funny. I obviously found him attractive. But the things that turned me off towards him was how he would treat me and I didn't realize it was gaslighting and always putting me down and making me feel dumb and then to the point where it's just like okay maybe I am the crazy one when looking back now I'm like okay I definitely was not crazy at all. Can you give me the first instance you can remember of him gaslighting you? I think there was one time where I would point out certain behaviors like one time we were in the club I was dancing in front of him my best friend the one at the party she was in front of me we were kind of like doing this train type thing and she told me that like he reached around me like started touching her and I was just like okay that is not okay so I brought that to his attention and he's like why would I do that like I would never touch your friend I'm like well she most certainly wouldn't lie to me so I'm like one of you is lying and I'm kind of believing her more than I'm believing you right now so that kind of thing another time where 
where he slapped my one friend's butt and she told me and the same thing again i don't know why these girls are saying this to you and da 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 that kind of thing even just i work in healthcare and you know sometimes you just don't clock out on time and there was one time i clocked out it was like five minutes and he's like cheating doesn't take an hour and i'm like i had to wait for the second shift to come in here i can't just leave without giving them report this man thought whoever you were cheating with was so damn efficient that from the time you clocked out to the time you got home you wham bam thank you ma'am in it doesn't even make any sense maybe that was his personal record anyway so maybe four minutes was normal for you guys but okay so he's really gaslighting you things are just kind of like mm. what else kind of contributed to the end of this relationship where does it go from there uh, it had gone to a point where i was just not happy and i was depressed and a lot of anxiety like every time he texted me i'll be like great what did i do now what's he gonna yell at me for now you know I spent $20 back when getting her nails done was cheaper. And it was like $20. He would go and blow a couple hundred on clothes and he would get mad at me for blowing my money. And I'm just like, but you're out here constantly buying shoes and clothes that you don't need. I just want to get my nails done so I feel good about myself. So it was like all of those little things. So we actually broke up for three whole days. I went back because that notorious cycle that they do. It's a wrap around. Yeah, exactly where's that tiktok sound <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna do a wrap around okay so you're gonna get back together after three days about a month later find out that we're pregnant hmm. okay well i was not expecting this and i'm like i am so terrified like i knew that i'd be a good mom without a doubt but i wasn't planning on it whatever it is what it is we'll go with the flow okay and then traumatic delivery with my son that's a whole another story and just adjusting to having like emergency c-section and dealing and healing from that and whatnot and so i was a stay-at-home mom for five months so what i would do is just deep clean the apartment every nook and cranny you name it i'm cleaning it and and I opened up a drawer that he ironically told me not to open. And I was just like, I wonder why. And there was like a whole bunch of junk stuff, like random papers and pens, that kind of thing. Then I find a pair of earrings that were not mine because they were ugly and they were cheap. And I'm like, oh, all right. I love how you're like, ugly and cheap could not be me. Could not. I'm a little bougie when it comes to like my appearance. Sometimes I'm like, okay, we don't do cheap and ugly here. So I asked him about them and he told me three different stories. One was like, oh, I bought those for you. Uh, another one was you gave those to have me hold on. And then I forget the other one was, I'm like, you're not even like getting all your stories straight here, sir. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep that in the back of my mind because, you know, I always give the benefit of the doubt because that's just what I do. Later on, my best friend, she came down to visit. She would come down once a month from New York and just see me up with the baby and we would just go do our girl things, go out to dinner, that kind of thing. And I remember it was St. Patty's Day and he asked me to hold his phone so I could take some pictures before we went out. So I'm holding it and so his little notification thing came down and I remember the name and I was like, hmm, I don't know anybody by that name. 
name and it said, hey, babe, I just wanted to let you know that and dot, dot, dot. And I was like, huh, why is this person calling him babe? And I was like, I can't even, I don't even want to look. So I was like, I wasn't mentally ready for that. And so I talked to my friend and I was like, I think he's cheating on me. Like I found these earrings and now this text message, I don't know. And she's like, just talk to him. So I asked him and he said that he wasn't cheating. And I was like, from the time we started dating two years ago till right now, have you ever cheated on me? And he was like, no. I said, say that again, look me dead in my face, in my eyeballs and tell me. He was like, I swear my mom, I did not cheat on you. I'm like, okay, then why is some other girl calling you babe? And he said something along the lines of, it's my responsibility to help other women feel good. So I called them sweetheart and honey. And I'm like, but that's not your responsibility though. That's their responsibility to make themselves feel happy. That's not your job. Literally nobody asked you to call this girl, babe. She Maybe she did at one point. This is going where I think it's going, but. And I was like, hmm, all right, whatever. So I still kept that, you know, I'm just loading up all my ammo, getting ready. And then I found a lovely Valentine's Day card from some woman. He had a backpack with a whole bunch of letters and cards from previous girlfriends, which I thought was really weird. Why do you still have your post breakup stuff? Grow up, get rid of it. You're still emotionally attached if you still have them. I'm conflicted because I have a really close friend. Um, her name's Lexi and she keeps a box of every past relationship. Like it's almost like a memorial to them. And I'm like, that seems a little bit like you are struggling to let go. And so I would feel the same. I would feel the same as you. I don't have anything from any of my exes. I mean, granted, I never wrote them notes and they never wrote me any, but like, Dill, we'll throw that stuff away. They're your ex now. Like, leave them in the past. This woman wrote on this card front and back. And I'm like, who the heck writes this much in a dang card? And it was a Valentine's Day card. I'm like, what in the world? And so I'm like, I'm too lazy to read all of this. So I'm just skimming it. And then I see my name and I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to read this. So I go up to the top and I'm reading more slowly. And she said, the first line was, these past eight months have been so wonderful because of you. And yada, I don't remember the middle of the card a whole lot other than her saying that she wished she could post pictures of their family. Mind you, my son's dad and my newborn baby, who was four months, five months old at this time. She was saying, I wish that I could go to bed with you every night, wake up with you in the morning. I'm like, Okay, so she knows that we have a family. She's friends with him on Facebook. Okay, and then I get to the end and it said, I cannot wait to be your son's second mom and get to know him. And I lost it, completely lost it. We had a friend living with us and the boys were all out and his girlfriend was over and she came over into our room because I was crying so hysterically that she thought I was laughing and I was like, mm -mm, girl, I wish I was laughing, but no. What bothered you more? The fact that she could potentially be in your son's life or the fact that he was hiding this for eight months? The fact that she 
wanted to be in his life. You have no right to be my son's second mom. Absolutely not, especially not based off of this foundation. Even if it wasn't and he came to me and said, hey, I'm getting married and it was a more normal process, I still would not really be okay with that. Maybe that's just something that I would have to deal with and work through. I called my mom. I said, I'm coming home, started packing up my stuff. And I was hoping that I would be able to get my son and I out before he came home. But then he came home in the middle and he was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm leaving. I found this and I showed him the card. And the first thing he said was, why are you going through my bag? I'm like, that's not the point here. The point is that you've been cheating on me when I even asked you. And what's crazy is we had conversations because we both know people who have cheated on their significant others in the past. And I'm like, it would be really low for someone to cheat when their partner just had their baby. I was like, that's just the lowest that you could get. And I remember having that conversation like a few weeks before finding all of this out. So I'm like, I wonder if he even felt guilty. Probably not. Then he proceeds to tell me that I didn't mean anything, that he still loves and respects me. He got the girl that he told said that it was, was a random girl at the bar. And I was like, for eight months, you're not some random after eight months. Okay. A couple of hookups here and there. Not that I'm making an excuse and I think it would be okay if it was just like a couple of hookups here and there. But this clearly was a relationship where she was emotionally invested enough to be like, oh, I want to be your son's second mommy. I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, that's a lie. I have no idea who she is. And I'm like trying to think. I'm like, I usually went with him everywhere. So I'm like, I don't understand. Come summertime, he would see his son on the weekends that I worked. So just be every other weekend. Other than that, my son was always with me. I said, okay, I'm on my way over. And he's like, all right, just come in the door. You don't need to knock. I'm like, okay. So I open the door, go up the stairs and I go straight to his room so I could hand him our son. I open the door and he is in bed and his boxers are on the floor. Mind you, I've been with this man for two years, so I know all of his mannerisms. I'm very observant when it comes to people. I already know have nothing on underneath all those blankets but okay and then I look to my left and she is standing there with an overnight tote bag and when I saw her I said this makes so much sense now they were co-workers he asked me if he could go with her to that dealership to help her get her car because she didn't want to get you know bamboozled by the salesperson and I'm thinking that is really weird why isn't her husband going and I remember asking him that and he said like he was busy or something he couldn't go I'm like that's still really weird that she asked you this woman is like in her 40s maybe 50s and we're in like our mid 20s what in the world? So when I saw her, I said, okay, I'm just going to go next door to your sister's house and just wait there because I feel really uncomfortable. I'm simply going to remove myself from this situation. Wait, yeah. did he not know you were coming over or? No, he told me to walk in. Maybe he likes to be watched. I don't know. Watch for all four minutes that this man is going at it. That's when you figured out her identity. So you didn't know her identity up until this point. Yeah, I had no clue. And it all clicked for you in that moment. You're like, oh, wait a second. He did go to the dealership with her and they do work together. Yeah. And the car handwriting looks similar to my mom's. My mom is obviously middle-aged. It was like that half print, half cursive for not someone who is our age. This is a more mature handwriting. So I'm like, who the heck writes like that? 
And then, like I said, it all made sense. And I was like, this is so disgusting. Like you're with someone who's old enough to be your mom. Her oldest daughter is a few years younger than I am. I think she's like 25 or 26 now. And I was like, okay. So I go over to his sister's house and he's like, I'll be there in a minute. I'm going to shower. I'm like, okay. So he comes over like maybe 30 minutes later. And this man is black and he was still ashy. I was like, you did not shower. So I don't know what that whole lie was, but okay. They were going for round two, like five minutes this time. They had to push it. I'm curious, who did you think he was cheating on you with? Like when you got that card, did you have like a first instinct of, oh, I think it actually might be this girl? Honestly, no. Um, she signed it night out. I was like, I have no idea what that means. He would usually go out with his friends most weekends and put on his Snapchat story them at the bar. But I didn't really see anybody that made me be suspicious. But at the same time, thinking back after I knew who she was for St. Patrick's Day, I believe she invited him to go to her party. So he invited me and I was like, okay, that makes sense now. I only went that way I wouldn't suspect that anything was going on. And she was acting all like buddy buddy and I'm like this is really weird. So you were really bothered by the fact that she was an older woman. Yeah just pretending to be my friend like after we came home from the hospital I was there for five days. She came the last day and she was at the hospital when you gave birth? Yep she came the last day and helped carry stuff up into our house. She held our son. She would babysit him. It was bad. It was really, really bad. Wait, I'm horrified. So she like babysat your son while you and your partner would go out and about? Yep. No wonder she wanted to be his second mommy. I know. I mean, granted, my son is so adorable. She's like, I get it. But I mean, he is my son. Is that where this ends? You guys just went your separate ways? Are they still together? No, they are not together. He randomly called me. uh, I think that was like back in 20. 2020, I believe, or 2019. I can't remember. And he was just like, yeah, I just want to let you know that like me and her, like we ended things. I'm like, okay. What's that going to do with me? All right. Oh, right. I'm like, I don't care. At this point, I had moved a couple of states away and I'm like, I I don't really care who you date. I don't care that you guys broke up. That is so irrelevant to my life. But like, thank you for the information, I guess. And I guess the other thing that ticked me off was I had always tried to get him to us do a weekend away together whether it's the beach or just going to a nearby city, you know, something. And he always said no. Where I'd say yes, but never follow through with it. And I said, why don't we go on a cruise? Hello, who doesn't want to party on a boat in the Caribbean? And he goes, no, because I can't allow someone to have that control over my life. Okay, but they went to school. They know what they're doing. It's not like Joe Schmo down the street. Man saw Titanic once and said no. Nope. I know, right? You literally know? I find out a few months later that he flew the two of them down to Florida and took a cruise to the Bahamas. And when I saw pictures, like he was wearing a ring on his left hand. And I was like, oh, I wonder why he's wearing that. Because this man, he's never wanted marriage and he never will want marriage. Like he's told me that. So I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Maybe that was just for show. I have no idea. But I was like, I 
begged you to do something for two years that you said no to, but now you're saying yes to someone else months later. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> do you think they got married? I don't think so. I would be shocked, honestly. The ring thing is weird then. Yeah. Like, why A, buy one and then B, wear it if you're not married? Interesting. Next yeah. week on the Breakup Breakdown, did they really get married? Um, But you seem to be doing pretty well. I mean, you moved yeah. seats away. I saw that rock on your finger last time we talked and I was like, you must be thriving. Yes, I sure am. I have the most amazing, supportive, loving husband who treats me so well. And, you know, going from that mindset of being with someone who is a narcissist and living that constant abusive cycle to someone who like has yet to raise his voice at me or put me down in any type of way I'm just like wait this is how it's supposed to be like I'm supposed to feel good all the time I'm waiting for that hammer to come down but like this guy he's so amazing and he loves my son so incredibly and it's so evident and I could not be any more happy than I am right now. That's awesome. Well, I'm very happy for you that you're in that stage in your life because this obviously sounds horrible. Do you wish you could have broken up with him? I mean, I know you wish you could have broken up with him earlier, but it, at what point in your relationship do you wish you could go back and say, this is when I should have cut it off? Probably the beginning once I realized he's getting mad at me for quote unquote cheating when I never gave him a reason. Like that was always one of our biggest arguments was that he always thought that I was cheating when I, all I did was work, sleep and eat. That was literally my life. And I would tell my friend about it and she would say, you know, he's kind of projecting. So he's probably the one who's cheating. And I never understood it until obviously I found out. But at the same time, you know, if him and I weren't together for that long, I would not have had my son. He is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. I would go through that again for my son because he's the best. That's so beautiful. Are you kidding me? That is that is love right there for you to put up with this man for the sake of your son. He is a loved child. He is and he knows it too. He's a mom with boy. So you have primary custody of him? Yes, I have primary custody. He and my, in our state, he needed to file for visitation per my lawyer. And I told him that he never filed. And I'm like, okay, that's your loss then. Then last summer, I actually filed a protective order against him that was granted. I will be honest and say like he has put his hands on me a couple of times and the most recent was basically a year ago from this time. My husband now, he is my boyfriend back then, um, he was like, you know, this really is not okay. I think that you should do something about it. Like, I care about you. I really think you should file. I was scared because I was like, I don't know what, you know, this man is going to do. Like, he has a huge temper and he will like lash out and just scream and yell, like, get in your face, that kind of thing. And so I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'd rather be safe than sorry, you know, and I got to do this not only for me, but for my son. So I filed and the temporary one was granted. Amazing judge, by the way. And then a month later, we went back for the second hearing. The man didn't even bother showing up. The judge was like, yeah, we got a call this morning saying that he's stranded. And I almost started laughing. I was like, he's not stranded. He just didn't want to come, which is really sad because I'm like, if not for your son, like at least come and defend your name. Not that you have much leg room to like stay 
stand on, but like say something, have an argument. And uh, we had the same judge. So I was really happy about that. An amazing domestic violent advisor. She was so wonderful. And within 30 seconds, the judge granted the permanent one. As long as I keep renewing it every two years, he has to stay a thousand feet away. He cannot communicate to me or our son directly or through other people like on his behalf and he can't use a location tracker to figure out my location so it's been so incredibly peaceful not having to deal with someone like that and I love it. I mean that's a really brave thing for you to to do because I know a lot of people in your situation would think well maybe it's just easier just to you know we'll just communicate and it'll be fine but you know what your husband shout out to him like the real MVP of this story for standing up for you and telling you to take action. That's awesome. So looking back on your story and everything you've been through, is there one piece of advice that you've taken away from this entire situation that you'd like to share with the class, if you will? I would say listen to your gut. If something feels off or something doesn't sit well, if he's getting this upset about something small, who's just like he's not going to get upset about something bigger? Punch you in the face or like one time I came home from work and someone told me it was like a whole misunderstanding thing and basically someone told me that he was cheating so I went home and I showered and then I was gonna talk to him he got mad because I was like let me just go outside for five minutes and then I'll come back we can have a discussion like mature adults and he wouldn't let me leave he blocked the door he pinned me down on the bed I was like I have no way to get this big man off of me so I spit in his face and then he slapped me so hard and I ran out the house and it was probably like 10 degrees outside and I was in shock. I didn't feel anything. I would definitely say listen to your gut, follow your intuition. And if it's something isn't right, listen, because most of the time your gut is right. We'll be breaking down this week's episode on Thursday on the breakdown bonus episode and also talking about that coworker situation we mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Look, you have no idea what your coworkers are going through. And I think it's really important that we talk about some of the things that we experienced and some of the things that we would go back and change. As always, I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.